I just let me go to airplane. Yeah, because you're just fucking dope as shit, man. What the fuck are you talking about, man? The Codex Gigas. The Codex Gigas, a.k.a. known as the Devil's Bible. He's talking, and I'm not, and I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm talking. <laughs> no, but wait, wait. I have something for him. Boom. Shut down. Now you're just fucking me, aren't you? <laughs> I'm just wondering why all these people like kids. The Weird History and Eerie Tales Podcast. Concentrate on the news. Shit's looking good. Wow. <laughs> FYI, there's nothing wrong. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Weird History and Eerie Tales podcast. I am your host, Moses Sorian, with me, as always, to my left today. Ah, <laughs> Josh. And, ahead, and I always fuck this one up. In front of me. <laughs> ahead of me, in front of me. Whatever, but it's Achi. What's up, guys? Today, this you guys obviously can't see it, but this is our first episode recording in our studio. So, I mean, I hope you guys don't mind. It, it, it does sound a little echo in here, but we're still getting... getting we're still filling fix. up the room. Yeah. And uh, we have a, a special guest sitting down with us. He's a he's a, reg- a friend of the show. He's not you guys ain't gonna be able to hear him. But Lewis, if anybody, if if an, a little fun fact, me and Lewis used to have a previous podcast together, but we disbanded that one and then we just started this one. But he's sitting down with us uh, to um oh, bring some ambience to the yeah to the new studio. Yeah, but <laughs> it's hey, a fucking <laughs> distraction. That's what he is. I'll be on my ass, fucking. God damn it, Lewis. Just chilling on our new He's couch. sexy as fuck, dude. Look at him. Blue eyes, light skin. <laughs> it's a little hot in here. I mean, with, I can't draw for shit, but. It's a little hot in here because it's, it's in the middle. Of, we're in the middle of summer. But it's kind of appropriate for the topic we're going to be talking about. And today's oh, episode yeah. is going to be all things Satan. We're going to be talking about different things re- re- revolving around the theme of Satan and hell and also, like like I said, all things Satan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Funny, oh, we'll if our last episode was the Vatican, then we move on to this. That's true. No. 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 I said it would have been funny. Oh, oh yeah, we would have oh. gone from the Vatican? No. Yeah. All right. So the first thing, I'm going to start off the episode. The first thing I want to talk about, I don't know if you guys have heard of it, is the legend of the Hauska Castle. Dun, dun, dun. The Hauska Castle, it was, um, it's in... Yeah, it's a Czech cliff-top castle. You know, it's shrouded in dark myth and legends. It was originally constructed in the 13th century, between 1253 you know, and 1278, during the reign of um, Otto II of Bohemia. The castle, which was built in the, you know, it was built like a regular Gothic-styled castle. It's located about an hour north of Prague on the top of like a steepy rock cliff in the Czech countryside. It is thought to, it is thought to be one of the most haunted locations in the world. The thing that's crazy about this castle, the first thing I want to talk about is the characteristics of the castle. All right, so at first glance, you guys see the castle. It looks normal as shit. It looks like a regular, typical Gothic fortress. But then when you start paying attention to it, that's when you start noticing a few of the little strange features. Like, for example, every window on the castle is fake. The castle is riddled with windows, and it's completely fake. So if you look closely, you will see that most of the windows, they're just facades. They're just glass panes. Built in front of empty walls. It's just they built a window in front of a wall. So it's like the castle from Disneyland. Can't even can't do shit to it, bro. I was like, I was so excited to get into the fucking castle that way, but no. So it's just it's just hollow. It's just like this giant fucking building. You just go through it. That's it. Yeah. So this, so this castle has all sorts of windows. None of them are real. Another thing is, the castle has no has no fortifications. It has no locks. It has no. Big ass doors. It has nothing. That's a fucking party house, there, dude. The third thing, there's no, there's no water source. 
There's no way to get water in or out of the house. There's no kitchen. There's no rooms. And for years after it was constructed, after it was constructed, no occupants lived there. This, so this just ensures the house, the castle, it was not meant as a protective, you know, sanctuary or residence like most castles, like most people built castles as. They can actually live in it. Like live in it, or at least some like some sort of strategic, like center point for some sort of army or something. Yeah. The other weird thing has to do with this location. So it's situated. So it's built. Like in this like steep hill, and it's surrounded by you know thick forest and swamps, and it has mountains. So it's like mm-hmm. every black metal band's ideal music video location. But the location, the thing about the location is that it has it has no strategic it has no strategic value to it. <clears throat> There's nothing that you could use it. It was built for no reason. Like so it, was, it wasn't functional at all. It wasn't functional at all. Like so, there was no strategic value. There's no roads near it, so there was no like monetary trade route value where the people are like, all right, we'll just stop by. There's not this castle was just built for like what for whatever reason it was just built. It wasn't built like a normal castle. Mm-hmm. But there's a legend behind the castle, the Hosko Castle, and according to folklore, the Hosko Castle it was constructed over a large hole in the ground, which was known as the Gateway to Hell. It is fabled that the hole was so deep that no one could see the bottom of it. Legend had it that half of the that, that half animal, half human creatures used to crawl out from the pit. And that black wind creatures used to attack locals and drag them down back into the hole. So the house castle was built to keep evil in. So you know, so the location of so the location of the castle was specifically chosen in order to cover this huge ass mysterious pit. From which these, you know, these demonic creatures would supposedly just, you know, come out at night. The castle has its own chapel and was built directly over the hole. So it was the castle built surrounded it and the chapel was built on top of the fucking hole. It has, it has been over 700 years that the house that the Hauska castle was built and visitors still to this day claim to hear scratching from creatures from the lower floors at night, you know, most likely trying to claw their way out. And then you, and they've, been rumored to see phantasms just walking around the empty halls, just headless phantasms. And even the Nazis had added a little bit to the house galore. Nazis, the Nazis are involved in this bullshit. The Nazis actually occupied Hauska Castle specifically in order to harness the powers of hell for themselves. So they tried to, so they built the castle, not built the castle, but they took over the castle to try to see what they could do with the power of hell or whatever. You know, but before the castle was ever built, the spot where the house castle sits, you know, like I said earlier, is the focus of intention. Not the castle itself, but what, what the reason why it was built. Why it was built. Was that, was that big-ass hole. And it is said that there was a large hole. Well, it is said there's a large hole so deep that most believed it was literally a bottomless pit. But before its constructions, locals were too frightened to be lowered into the bottomless pit. However, it didn't take long to find a solution. You know, so there are many variations to this legend. Uh, you know, so the legend I'm gonna talk about. There's just little, little things that change between legends, but the main focal points of the legend, you know, they're all the same. And the legend was that jailed men who were on death row, they were given an option. They're like, look, you're gonna die anyways, but if you let us lower you into this hole, and you tell us what you see down there, when you come back up, you'll be forgiven. You're scot free. So a lot of them were like. Of course, what the fuck you you gonna loan me a hole? I'll tell you what's going on, and that's it. Cool, I'm down. Let's go. Let's do this. So they so they got a f- 
few inmates, that, you know, that were death row. And then, all right, cool. First one up, they tied a rope, tied it around his waist. So that, all right, cool, cool. Start going down the hole. They say he went like 10 feet and he started screaming, screaming and hollering to pull him up, to pull him up, to pull him up. They're like, what the hell? They pulled him up and he had aged 30 years. He came up with like white hair. He looked old. They're like, what the hell? And they came out and he was frightened. He was just like scared. He didn't know what the fuck was going on. So they just took him out and no one else wanted to go in there. <laughs> and then the inmate died two days later of old age. What? What? He died of old age after going. What? Like it was just like, yeah, his body just, he just there was no no wound or anything. It was just every ten seconds was he a year. Old. Every ten seconds was a year. <laughs> every every foot was a decade. Actually, no, because I said ten feet. Yeah, like 10 yeah, feet, yeah, yeah so he's not hundred years old. Yeah, you know, but there's different. You know, like I said, there's different variations of the legend. Some of them just said that it was just random people, just like all right, well, just let me see what's going on there, and they would lower them, and they would pick when they put them back up. Mm. They would just go crazy, and but all the led, the all the variations of it was like people went down there, they screamed, they pulled them back up, and they were old. So who again? Who was in charge of putting this man down the hole? The uh, it all depends who was in charge of the castle at that point in time, because okay. the castle was just built around there, and it was built by the church. So different factions, or like I said, the Nazis occupied it for a while, so yeah, they yeah. occupied it. Local governments, you know, but it's just everyone's like. Even during the daytime, no one would walk around the house castle. It could be like 12 in the morning. It, it could be daylight. No one's like, no, fuck that. Like, even during the day, they'd be scared of just walking near it. Yeah. I mean, I, I looked at a few pictures of this place. It doesn't look like there's an actual entrance. Like, there's no, it looks like a fucking castle and just a forest around it. Yeah, there's no. It, it, it doesn't look, you would think there'd be like a pathway to like lead you through. No. Nada. It's just a castle in the middle of a forest. Like, uh -huh. there's no path leading to or away from the castle. So people are like, what the hell? I mean, that's a point, but you think though. Yeah, but that that's the legend of the Housecourt Castle. And you can still visit it to this day, and people have. You could go visit it to this day. Why don't we just go, can we go down the hole? Yeah. You can if you want. Yeah. You can, but I'll put you in the hole. Lewis, you want to go down the hole, bro? Your hole. Oh, whoa. <laughs> okay, this got awkward. Yeah, so that's that's the legend of the Houska Castle. Dude. What's the name of it? The Houska Castle. It's spelled H O U S K A, and it's the Houska Castle. Yeah. Castle. Yeah, for those people having trouble spelling this out, searching it on Google, don't even trip. We got you. Put it up on Instagram so you guys can check it out yourselves. Satanas. All hail Satan. Anyways, so when we were initially talking about this episode, I had a, a topic that initially was a little hard, a little difficult to, to find more info on it because it was literally just this one folklore. So I wanted to focus my uh, segment of, of the episode on encounters with the devil. So first off, let's start off with what initially got me into uh, finding more about this topic, and that was the devil's handwriting. Okay, so this is one of the main reasons as to why I decided to dive deep into this topic and the urban legends regarding the encounters with Satan. The famous devil's handwriting was believed to have been the only reputable item containing satanic calligra calligraphy in existence. Scholars first were aware of the devil's handwriting when it first appeared in an Italian text in 1523. And the text described an encounter between uh, Ludovico Spoletano and the devil. According to the text, Spoletano allegedly summoned the devil and requested to use his body as a vessel to answer a series of questions he had prepared himself. The devil, the devil never showed up, but instead... The pen that he had held was miraculously sprung out of his hand and began to write in midair 
without the aid of Spolentano or any other being in the room. What was left on the sheet was an arrangement of pitchfork-like calligraphy that till this day has not been deciphered. Professional scholars believe that the devil's handwriting actually resembles characters of Amric language, a very common language used in the province of Amhara, Ethiopia. This is where it gets interesting, though. This language is actually presumed to have been the language that was also spoken in Eden. So, like, you know. That's, the, a, that's literally the language of God. Yeah. Adam oh. and Eve, you know. So that's really what, what got me into this. So now I'll move on to musicians of the devil because, of course, you know. Um, Correct. You know. Uh, that's what. Take my soul. Music teacher. But uh, <laughs> I specifically found these two. And two from very different time, time periods. The first one was Dark Giuseppe. Funeral. What? <laughs> Dark Funeral? For real? Might Dark Throne? No. All right. Maybe. No. I mean, I wish. <clears throat> but the first one was from way, way, way back in the time. Giuseppe Tartini from, uh, he was born. Wait, 16- hold on, hold on. Repeat that name again. <laughs> Giuseppe Tartini. Tartini. He was Giuseppe. an Italian composer. Italian. Anyways, uh, he was born in, in 1692 and, and passed away in 1770. Tartini was an Italian Baroque composer and violinist. By far, his most famous work was The Devil's Trill, which to this date remains as one of the toughest pieces to have ever been composed for violin. Have you heard that? It's fucking sick as fuck, Is dude. it? Oh, nice. We'll, we'll, we'll listen to it. We'll listen to it. Right, but, we'll listen to it after. But, oh you know. Gosh, help me. So, for those who don't know, I am a music teacher. I'm not going to say where, where I actually work because then it's going to get what? weird. What? Huh? Go. Huh. Anyways. But, I mean, I, uh, I, I'm i still learning a lot of these different instruments and violin being one of them. But if it isn't Mary Had a Little Lamb... Or Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. <laughs> I literally can't play this shit for shit. So I took a listen to The Devil's Trill performed by a professional musician, of course. And fuck, this shit is hard to play. Does it, does it sound as epic as... Does the music itself sound as epic as the lore behind it? I mean, are you, are you thinking of changing the, the theme song to our podcast? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but anyways. Um, but just the technical ability alone to know exactly... How the mechanics of your hand should function in order to play a song is like, dude. There's a legend that says that this guy, that his left hand, actually had six fingers in order for him to play this. That there's no way this oh, fucker just had five fingers fuck. to play this fucking piece. But yeah, I mean, I I was watching this guy play this just a, the professional musician play this freaking song, and my my left hand just started cramping at at the freaking side of him just moving up. And what down was he playing it on? A violin. A violin. Yeah. But anyways, the legend goes that one night in 1713, Tartini had a dream of Satan performing the piece of music and in awe by his performance, of course. Satan offered Tartini a deal. In exchange for Tartini's soul, the devil would teach Tartini how to play the song. He agreed, and Satan asked him to hand over his own violin. As soon as he uh, handed it over, Satan began to tune it adjust it, and then continue to play the song with mucho gusto. As soon as Sartini woke up, he immediately began to notate as much as he possibly could and remember from his dream. So now one thing to keep in mind is that before this composition was made, Tartini was pretty amateur at his craft. He wasn't really a well-known musician or composer. The sonata became extremely popular, even to this day, and respectively titled The Devil's Trill. Legend has it, like I mentioned before, 
that he had six fingers apparently in order to play the song. But even with this extreme popularity, Tartini was bashing on himself because he felt that he cannot simply capture the essence and musicality as performed by Satan himself. Damn. Damn that sounds deep as fuck, dude. He was like, <clears throat> he because he, he would perform this over and over and over again and people would fucking love it and they'll go nuts. But after the performance, he's just like, he's like, Satan, Satan played it better. <laughs> <laughs> Still sounds like shit, man. But everyone's like, oh, no, no, no. Encore. Encore. But anyways, so that was the first musician. The next one, years and years and years later, by a gentleman by the name of Robert Johnson. He was born in 1911 and died in 1938. Oh, so he was young when he died. He was young. Let's talk about how young he actually died or lived for. Um, and so Robert Johnson was actually an infamous blues man. So when I took a, a class on pop culture when I was in college, I learned that blues was actually a style of music that was considered to be devilish in nature, just like rock and roll years to come. For real? Blues? Yep. I mean, because rock and roll came from blues. Yeah. And then when when they heard about rock and roll, they're like, yeah, what the fuck is this? The devil's music. Fuck that. They're just thinking about, my love is here. And like fucking, they're like, but it just sounded devilish because they had electric guitars. Nice. Anyways, so that's where that's where that all started from. But what I thought was kind of funny though is how Johnson sort of helped solidify the stereotype, especially because he wrote a few songs that were about the devil or regarding an encounter with the devil himself. So the legend goes that years ago in rural Clarksville, Mississippi, a young man by the name of Robert Johnson lived in a plantation, and with him was a burning desire to become a blues guitar player. At the time, Johnson really had no virtuosic talent and by no means was considered a blues musician. It is believed that one day Johnson was instructed to meet the devil at the crossroads at midnight to conduct a deal. When he arrived at the crossroads at midnight, Johnson was asked by the devil to hand over his guitar. The devil then tuned the guitar, played a couple of songs, and handed it back in exchange for his soul. Many believe that it's because of this event that Johnson was able to become such an incredible blues guitar player, literally overnight. Dang. Imagine. Come come in like a scrub, come out like the guitar players from Chon. Overnight. Now we, for the price of your soul? For the price of your soul, bro. I, do, I ain't doing nothing with it anyways. <laughs> <laughs> anyways. Uh, but as I mentioned before, Johnson did have a few songs that reference the devil and the night when he was allegedly... Uh, met with the devil. Some songs of the, of such included Crossroad Blues, Me and the Devil, and 3220. On August 16th, 1938, in Greenwood, Mississippi, his musician career was short-lived, however, as he passed away at the age of 27. And of course, joined the famous 27 Club for famous pop musicians who have died at that very young age. There are a few rumors of how he died, though. The first one states that Johnson was poisoned while drinking whiskey after flirting with a married woman in a dance hall. And the other argument states that Johnson died from syphilis. But in reality, no one really knows why he died. Also, so, no, so to this day, like no one knows? He just croaked and died? Yeah. I mean, they just say that it's either one or the other, but there's no like official evidence that says why he died. But then again, like, you know, it was what, early 1900s? You start going to be like, let's do a cadaver on this. African American young man. See what, what we find. Yeah, they probably just presages like he dead next. Yeah. Anyways. 
So the next topic that I want to talk about is the Devil's Bridge. Almost every country has its own legend of the Devil's Bridge, including back in my my parents' hometown in East Glen. We have a bridge that's over there, like over a river, and then people have many people have said that they've like seen an encounter with the devil over there. I mean, on on their behalf, most of them were retold and told by drunks <laughs> by the bridge. But anyways, one of the more famous occurrences happened long ago in the Tyrol region of Austria. The legend goes that on a dark and stormy night, a village in the valley of uh, Montafon lost their bridge to the aggressive current. The village people depended on the bridge's passage to lead them in and out of town to buy and trade supplies with another nearby town, Shrooms. The villagers banded together to beg the local carpenter to rebuild this much-needed bridge in three days' time, and in return, the carpenter would be awarded a large sum of money. The carpenter was ecstatic by the large sum of money, and it, he realized that it would make him and his family the richest in the town. He quickly realized, however, that this was no easy task, especially due to the fact that he was going to be the sole builder of the bridge. He thought it was literally impossible to complete it in three days, and so he asked the village people for a day of reflection before making his final decision. Would you think that you literally just need one day to think this through? Think you build a bridge in three days? You by yourself? Oh, uh, no, I'll take like a second. You give me <laughs> I'll be like, nope, you give me, yeah, I right. can't build that shit. I wouldn't be able to build a bridge. If you give me three years, I wouldn't be able to build a bridge. I mean, how long did it take us to build a table? Almost three years. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. And so, he took he took the day and all night pensively thinking about what to do. Just when he was about to lose all hope, a little man in a green hat entered his home. The strange man offered to help in completing the bridge. However, though, there was a price. Once the bridge was completed... The first soul that belonged to the comforter's house that crossed the bridge would belong to him. The comforter realized that the short man was actually the devil. I thought you were going to say Danny DeVito. Does he wear a green hat? Yeah. I mean, he does. Is Danny DeVito. He can wear whatever the fuck he wants to wear. He sounds like a devil, right? But nevertheless, he made the agreement. As promised, the bridge was completed, finished in three days. And so the devil waited patiently, standing in the middle of the bridge until the carpenter would bring as promised. So then a few days passed until finally the carpenter was on his way to cross the bridge, driving a cart pulled by a goat. The devil jumped for joy, eagerly waiting his victim to make his first step. Just as soon as the carpenter was going to cross, he quickly shoved his goat on the bridge and yelled out, There you go. There's your first soul from my house. <laughs> a fucking goat? <laughs> He gave him, <laughs> hey, he literally gave him the goat. Go fuck a goat. He, he, he gave tell, him the goat. He tell him the, because he said first soul. He never said, hey, I want you. He, he never said a human soul. He didn't, didn't specify. So what happened next, dude? So then the devil was furious, man. <laughs> he found a loophole. A fucking goat. <laughs> True. He can't believe that he was deceived by the freaking carpenter, stomping and yelling all over the bridge. <laughs> Just like that. an impatient child, he grabbed the goat by the tail and dragged it along the bridge. It's believed that the devil yanked the goat's tail so damn hard that he pulled it right out. And for this <laughs> is the reason that people say as to why goats will forever be cursed with having short tails. Mm. Ah. Yeah, I really don't care. I didn't even know they had <laughs> short tails. 
Look at it go. I mean, my my freaking grandpa. He's he makes video for a living. Oh, yeah, hell yeah. R.I.P. He made video for oh, a living. Shit. And I mean, I would see goats left and right. The first goat that I saw ever in my life was like hanging with freaking throat slit, Ooh. getting ready to make some oh, videos. Oh, nice. That's that the like, first dude. goat I've ever seen in my life. The like, first what? goat you ever saw was a, <laughs> <laughs> it was a but how to taste, bro? How to taste, huh? Mm. <laughs> some bomb ass video. If you want it, you guys want some good video for your quinceañeras and shit? Call us up. For real? Bomb as fuck, dude. Like, because over there in Mexico, my grandpa has a huge backyard. And so he he constructed, like, those old, like, freaking brick-built stoves. And so we freaking, for, I think, who was it? It was my parents' um, anniversary, the 20th anniversary, 25th. And so um, we had over there in Mexico from one of those freaking giant stove things. We took out 20 of those large ass fucking pots filled Whoa. with video. Oh, Just shit. one. And he has like four of those. That's a lot of birria. That's a lot of meat, dude. Yeah, dude. I was yeah. fucking eating video everything for the next two weeks. I hated myself. Then again, I had a McDonald's right now, so I think it evens out. But that's out. different, though. It evens out. Good. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, anyways, next time. The next part was, I don't even know how to pronounce this shit. It's, it's in fucking German. Der Tiffelstreet. I don't know. Yeah. Wrong. Anyways, according to the <laughs> legend, in 1468, architect George von Hausbach was in charge of constructing a huge cathedral in Munich. Unfortunately for Hausbach, the construction was more than he could bargain for. And in desperate attempt to complete the new cathedral, he made a bargain with the devil. The devil would provide funds for the construction of the cathedral on the condition that it would be made for the purpose of celebrating the darkness. The devil requested Hausbach to build the cathedral with absolutely no windows and would come back to inspect the work once it was completed. Once the project was completed, Hausbach invited the devil back into the cathedral and noticed that there was some light being shown, but was happy to see that there were no windows visible. As the devil was walking out, he noticed a window behind a giant pillar that was shedding light through. The devil was pissed for being tricked by a house bike and stomped out of the facility. Behind, the devil left a footprint, clearly shown in the center of the church. The footprint, black as soot, and it looks to have melted right through the colorful tile floor. So he was that angry that he just melted through the floor. True. Nice. True. So, uh, I mean, I'll post up, post up a picture so you guys can check out what this looks like. But it looks like it. To be honest, it looks like, you know how the, the when you would go to a playlist? I don't know if y'all ever been to a playlist. The things on the floor? Yeah. So it's like, like a regular footprint? Yeah. It looks like that, but just black. And like Think of one of those being melted. And that's what it looks like. And last but, on, but not least, uh, I want to finish off my segment on the encounters of the devil by ending on a personal note. So when I was preparing for the last episode on Latin folklore, my mom actually talked about an encounter that uh, my grandma had with the devil. So just as I would, I ran to grab my Zoom H4N to record this encounter, but unfortunately, no, I forgot that Moses had my SD card. And so, <laughs> also, it's my fault. So nah. I'm blaming on you on this one. But it's cool. It's cool, though. I can retell it. Right well, here. well, first of all, it's your fault for having the Zoom in the first place. Oh. <laughs> That's your first mistake right there. Because I have a freaking <laughs> nice recording device. Okay. K 
Okay. No, but um, it was interesting when we were talking about it in, in our in the morning when we were we're having breakfast, talking about all those strange encounters. Um, my mom was telling me about an encounter that my grandma had with the devil. So before she met my grandpa, she was super flirtatious, and her and her sister would would post up in this one little area in this giant boulder where she would be where she would like watch older men pass by because I guess there was like some kind of building or something because they were always dressed nice and what that whatnot okay. or whatever. <laughs> so like my my grandma's dad, well my great grandpa, would be like. Don't go over there. You don't be like freaking little sluts and this and that, blah, blah, blah. You guys are all over there checking out older man. What's wrong with you and this and that, blah, blah. She's like, eh, okay, Daddy, I want a sugar daddy. But anyways, yeah, basically. I don't even know. I, it might be her intention. I don't know. But that was when, when she was a teenager. So then they're posted up and they're just like, mira muchacho. Hold on, hold on. So your grandma was cat. She was cat calling the guys? She was cat calling the dudes. Older oh. dudes. Man, see. She wild, bro. She wild. Ooh. But anyway, it's my grandma. I forget it's my grandma that I'm talking about. <laughs> Ew. But, but, Ew. but, um, so then she would cat call these dudes, and all of a sudden there's this one dude all dressed in all bright velvet suit with some bright velvet fucking like tacones or whatever. It was pinky. It was pinky. Was <laughs> <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. But, and then they saw this guy walking. They're just stunned. Like, mira, vente pa' acá, muchacho. <laughs> and so they 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 totally blanked out on the fact that when this guy was walking, you literally could not hear his footsteps. And keep in mind, this is the time when, like, the freaking the, the roads were were made out of freaking pebbles and rocks and, and shit. <laughs> yeah, and it wasn't made out of cement. So you would he- freaking you would obviously hear when a person is walking with like freaking on the road. Yeah, like with leather shoes or whatever, with like some freaking big fat tacones or whatever, and you could, would obviously hear the sound. <clears throat> this guy was making no sound at all. So then, as he was walking, it was just silent as fuck, and they're like, "He goes, pinche madre, fucking diablo," and they just booked it back home. And then when they got home, they're like. It's like a typical Mexican parent. Yeah. I told True. you not to go over there. True. I told you. True. So you don't listen to me. What happens? You see the devil. Yeah. So that was that was the encounter. I was like, fuck. Wait, wait. So they consider him the devil because he had silent footsteps? Yeah. Is that like a. What if he was like a pro burglar? It's part of pimp walk, dude. Who? A pimp walk. A silence pimp walk? walk? Yeah. Silence fuck, bro. Yeah, I have no idea what I'm talking about, but. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but that I, yeah, that was that was that meeting the devil. That was meeting the devil. That was me meeting. Well, no, you, you're your own, you're your own grandma. I have my own grandma. Your huh? Grandma was a slut. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's my grandpa. I didn't say anything. <laughs> Fuck, she's wild, bro. Just like um, it's Beer Fest. Have you guys watched Beer Fest? I know you watch Beer Fest. Oh, right? the grandma, the grandma, the grandma with the sausage. She can never go to bed without a little bit of sausage in there. <laughs> what the fuck? Wait, you never watched Beer Fest before? I saw like glimpses of stuff. Over there. We need to watch that, it. That's a no, dude. What? Come on, man. It's One of these days you're going to sit down and watch it with us. All right. I mean, now projector. We have, now, I was going to say, oh, now that we have this fucking giant projector. Well, I have my projector. We have a giant wall that we can project shit onto it. You don't sit. <laughs> You know what, Josh? Go on, dude, okay? Fine, fine, fine. 
Talking about your castle, dude, you know what will complement that fucking castle? A bookshelf. You know what type of book will be on that bookshelf? It better be a big-ass bookshelf. It's, it's going to be a big-ass bookshelf. Because on that bookshelf, is it for that my book? Kid? What? Is it for my kids? Fuck no. <laughs> Wait, do they have big bookshelves? Fuck yeah, they do. Anywho, you gotta fuck Ikea, hey Ikea. On that bookshelf, it's going to be the Devil's Bible, a.k.a. or formerly known as the Codex Gigas. Okay, now before I explain the lore and history behind this fucking book, I'm going to describe to you the size and the description of this fucking uh, Bible, as people call it, the Devil's Bible. Starting off, it's 36 inches tall, 20 inches wide, and 8.7 inches thick. This motherfucker is big and girthy. Yes, I said it, girthy. Mm-mm-mm. But you like that. Low key? Yeah, yeah. But wait, there's more, okay? All the pages, 310 pages, were made out of donkey skin. And approximately, according to scholars, it will take 160 fucking donkeys to skin and make all these pages. That's a lot of ass. That that That's a lot, okay? But originally, there was uh, 320, but throughout the time and fucking years, whatever, 10 pages were missing. Now... I'm assuming that's like the devil's browser. He's like, yeah, last 10 pages, I'm going to rip off. You know? He's <laughs> like, y'all fuckers don't stuff, deserve bro. these 10 pages. Yeah. So nobody knows what happened to those 10 pages. Um, but yeah. And this motherfucker weighs 165 fucking pounds. It will take two people, two average people, to carry this motherfucking Bible, according that's a big to ass Bible. Scholars. That's a big-ass Bible. Fat-ass Bible. Yeah. Yeah, but this this really pissed me off because uh, the, 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 the fucking lore and history behind it, like when hearing the name The Devil's Bible, you assume they will talk about fucking gothic fucking stuff, making recipes out of go- uh, fucking goat blood or some shit, right? No, it has nothing to do with the devil besides one portrait of his ass, which I will talk about later. And that's it. This book is essentially for, uh, uh, it's known for the work of, of, of history, whatever, documented in here, which I'll later uh, talk about. This this work of history contains the entire Latin Bible, okay, and other religious stories and fucking uh, history on it, okay? But then these uh, this Bible also contains um, other texts from medical uh, procedures, exorcism, and um, penitence, I think that's what it's called. Penitence? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah right. that. So that all contained within this devil's uh, Bible. Uh, scholars believe that this book is created by one person and most likely uh, 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 by a monk living in Bohemia during the first half of 13th century. Okay, Due to the amount of text and uh, illustrations, it will technically take 30 years to create and write a book. Of that size and magnitude. Of that size and all that illustrations and the text on it. 30, 30 okay. years straight. 30 years straight? straight. Just 30 years. No, just 30. Uh, I'll talk about the straight, like, no rest and stuff in, in, in a couple when it comes to the legend. Okay? And this this image of, of the devil, okay? Uh, it's just within that page. It's 19 inches long of the portrait of him. And he's completely naked, okay? Besides, uh, he's only wearing what's called an ermine loincloth. And this loincloth, it's usually worn by people who have royalty. So they're saying, well, since he's a prince of darkness, 
that's part of the reason why they drew him with that why he drew himself with the link yeah yeah Yeah. well that's the thing now going on to the legend of this bible okay so according to a documented fucking myth back then Uh uh, they stated that a monk broke his monastic uh his monastery vows or whatever and was sentenced to be walled in alive as punishment so the monk freaked out okay he was like what can i do to fucking you know be forgiven whatever so he proposed he's gonna create this book in one night okay to glorify the monastery uh the monastery and 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 yeah so halfway throughout the night he realized fuck i fucked up i can't i don't think i could do this shit okay so what he did was he said a prayer but not to god but to satan himself next you know bam god uh not God. Satan appeared and he made the deal. The deal was write me this book in one night and I will give you my soul. And bam. The devil went to work. There's two different sayings. There's a saying the, the monk was uh, possessed by the devil and the devil wrote it within his fucking, uh, you know, his body. Yeah. Or, and the other one is the, the devil himself wrote the book for him. Uh-huh. Okay. But going back to the portrait, this motherfucker looks ugly as fuck. If I was Satan. And this fool drew me like that, bro. I'll be mad as a motherfucker. This fool has like googly eyes and all sorts of shit. What, so, if, what if he actually does I have know, googly eyes? I, if he actually looks like that, I'm like, that's, that's, that's one ugly son of a bitch. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. Hey, hey, hey he was an angel. I'm just saying. Hey, devil's going to grab you from your feet talking shit Whoa, about it. Fuck it. Fuck it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fucked up, bruh. And yeah, that's uh, that's one of the main legends of uh, behind this book. But like I said, I thought this book was gonna be more fucking, you know, death metal and and, and, and shit. And of course, there's more work into it. Scholars are saying uh, about all. I mean, it, it it's written in Latin, mm-hmm. but there's certain parts within the book that they still haven't deciphered or or or, or understood um, from. Uh, but you could actually look at the whole book digitally on this uh i forgot the we'll post a link on it but it's it, it's in this library in sweden i think i'm not sure okay yeah, yeah. i forgot where it's at but yeah. It, yeah but the book is inside this museum is, is yeah. museum or library uh, it's library it's a library yeah it's a library it's a big ass library and yeah but you can't see in public anymore Oh, they so used they, to have. They used to have it. Yeah, yeah. they could. used to have it where, where you could see it, but it, not anymore. There was a page that it was the portrait of the of the devil. Yeah, that was open to that just that one page, but it was in a glass case. You can't yeah, yeah. flip through it or anything. Yeah, but yeah, and, and like next to that portrait on the left hand side, it it, it was a, a, a illustration of heaven. So scholars are saying the left side is what you would be rewarded with if you were you know gone to heaven. And then the right side is well the opposite, saying that that's where you will be stuck. But uh, that's about it. I mean, I was telling Moses that we should uh, get a giant PDF, a giant poster blown yeah. up of the devil. Of that picture? I mean, at this point, oh, I, think, I, I, think, I don't want that picture. I here, think bro. I, no. I mean, at this point, I think I want to put it in your room now. Talking about <laughs> shit. what? I actually Come like on. that picture of the devil. Right? I really? Like it's it a like lot. Yeah. I don't know. I, uh, that's not my picture. When I first saw, I was like, this. Is Mr. Googly Eyed for yeah, you? Yeah, just. Z- so Lewis, have you seen that shit? <laughs> I mean, he can't see it, but. Watch, I'll put it up on the desktop. 
can throw at him. Oh, here's a there's a, a darker picture. Somebody drew you. Let's say you're Satan, and you know. This is a goofy. This is a goofy looking motherfucker. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> right? I'll be mad as a motherfucker, dude. You know what it looks like? You know when when you're walking around like City Walk or Disneyland or something like that. What's like car- fuck? Those cartoon shaped versions of you. I feel like that was. Oh. That was what this guy was trying to attempt to do. I Somebody mean. All right, so while we're on the topic of, you know, all things Satan, I actually looked up a few things that you may or may not have known about Satan. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to run through just a quick little list. The first I wanted to talk about was the number of the beast. The number of the beast isn't 666. It isn't 666. Let me guess. We were seeing it upside down the entire time. Then it'll be 999. That's why. No. So, cited from the book of Revelation, you know, it associates the number with the Antichrist. But the details of it, you know, they aren't that clear. But because of archaeologists' new stacks and stacks of new info, we now have the true number of the beast. The number of the beast is actually 616, not 666. Whose area code is that? So, <laughs> according to Ox, you know, so according to Oxford Center for the Study of Ancient Documents, deciphering the number of the beast all comes down to numerology. Back when these documents were written, writing back then was a dangerous thing. So many people, so many people back then used the option to assign numbers and leave out names in order to avoid par- prosecution. So, number of the beast comes from the name of a person who, at the time, was thought to be the earthly incarnation of the devil. His name was. Nero, N-E-R-O. The number itself, you know, it depends entirely on the translation of the name. When the name is transitioned from its Nero Kisar to its, to its, you know, to its vowelless Hebrew name, the numerical value is 666. But these documents have a Latin base, making the numerical translation 616. They translated it wrong. They translated it in the wrong language. Yeah, it's supposed to be 616 over 666. Sorry, Iron Maiden. Sorry, sorry, Dark Throne. Sorry, all these. It's not 666. They could just be like, it was a smudge. Sorry. It's 616. And another thing. Lucifer isn't the name of Satan. Okay, so we all know the original story. Satan was originally an angel named Lucifer, right? Who turned on God and was cast down from heaven. The thing is, that story is nowhere in the Bible. The one time Lucifer is mentioned... It's from a relatively, relatively, relatively new translation. And it's also a misinterpretation. The only occurrence of the name Lucifer in the Bible is in Isaiah Isaiah 14.12. And this verse goes, How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground, which didn't weaken the nations? So if you go back to the original Hebrew text, you find a story about a fallen, not, you don't find a story about a fallen angel, but about a Babylonian king who figuratively fell from his throne when he began persecuting the Israelites. But by the time the book was translated by Christian, by Christian writers, the king obviously then became an angel. The name Lucifer actually does come from the king's name, Helal, which is translated Day Star or Son of the Dawn. So they, mistrans- so they mistranslated the name of the king and they named it Lucifer. And the name of the king, when you translated it to Hebrew, it was Son of the Dawn. That's where they gave the name Lucifer. One of the other things I wanted to talk about was now that we're in the topic of that, you know, so we already saw all these black metal bands, you know, they can't use the number 666 anymore, and now they can't even use the inverted cross. 
Because inverted cross is not a sign of disrespect, but it's actual a symbol of respect. Okay, you know, so we all know listening from listening to the music we listen to, that well, specifically me that I listen to, that inverting that an inverted cross is supposed to be one of you know, it's supposed to be one of Satan's symbols. You know, but what if I told you Dark Throne, Dark Funeral, Balfour, What's Hane, and the rest of these black metal bands that I hold also dear to my heart, they're all fucking wrong. It's a symbol of humility. So the story goes that St. Peter was crucified in Rome by the king who was making a stand against Christianity. Not wanting to dishonor Christ, Peter requested requested that he be crucified upside down. So the upside down symbol then became a symbol of humility. That's why it's in the back of the Pope's chair. There was a huge conspiracy theory that I was going to bring up when we did the Vatican episode about uh, the chair. There's, why there's didn't a huge because it's wrong. Conspiracy wow. theory is that there's a huge inverted cross, and that means oh, the Pope is in league with the Satan. No, it's just a sign of humility. So then, all these bands were they're not black fu- metal bands or Christian all, metal bands. They're all fucking up. They're all praising God. All right. So we already. So I talked about that. You know, the num- the numbers wrong. The symbols wrong. The names wrong. So wrong? does the devil? Does he even have a name? Satan is a Hebrew word meaning adversary. Or the accuser is never used as a name in the Old Testament. For example, the king reason of Syria is said to be a Satan adversary of Solomon. So you're supposed to use it as an adjective. So I could so I could say, Achi is the Satan of Josh. He is Josh's adversary. Satan was never a name; it's supposed to be an adjective. So the word devil, diabolos, also means, like I said, the accuser. And it's just a Greek translation of Satan. Satan, the word, is not supposed to be a name, but it's supposed to be an adjective. So technically, if you speak of or of him, you correct. You have to correctly refer to him as the devil. But for whatever reason, we started treating the word Satan as a given name and forgetting all about the the in front of the Satan as it was once supposed to be read. So it's supposed to be the devil, not Satan. Satan just means the accuser. Lucifer is not even his fucking real name. That's just a mis- mistranslation. Mm. You can't use 666. can't use inverted crosses. Like, my whole life is a fucking sham. I can't use any. Like, I have... You're religious fuck this entire time. Yeah, like, when I, when I found about the whole inverted cross, St. Peter's thing, I was like, what the fuck? I was looking up uh, all these black metal albums, like, Watane, all these bands. They're all inverted crosses. Belfog- especially the band Belfogor. Like, they would sing on stage with inverted crosses with goat heads on it. That's another thing, too. The goat head thing is a brand new thing to Satanism or to the... that It's like only a few hundred years old. It's not even supposed to be a Satanist symbol. Same thing with um, the five-pointed star or the... Yeah. Um, yeah, that's not even supposed to be a Satanic symbol either. It's all, it's all a sham. I was bummed out doing all this research. So you actually like, like going to church, then? Hmm? You actually like going to church? Well, apparently. <laughs> apparently. I'm, I'm over here <laughs> fucking pro-church and pro-God. I've been pro-God these past 10 years. So as Dark Funeral, Dark Throne, it's crazy. But I actually had a lot of fun looking up uh, a bunch of this Satan stuff. I mean, I usually do it anyway. It was oh. just like a d- typical day for me online. True. I mean, low-key, I was, I was being a little undercover about all this. I don't know I'm like my, my mom or my sister is like looking behind my shoulder <laughs> and seeing pictures of the devil or Satan and stuff. And I'm like, Jesus, bitchy, man. Yeah, so yeah. obviously this is obviously if you guys can't tell this is gonna be a pretty short episode. We're kind of in a hurry. We started late because we were fixing up the studio and we had to do run some errands, 
and my brother actually has to go to work in a few minutes. So this episode's kind of short. <laughs> okay, so it's my fault now. It's exactly your fault. But <sighs> yeah, I want to. But I want to thank you guys again for tuning in. We're almost. We're so close to having 500 downloads just on iTunes already. Woo! Let's go! Woo! Which is pretty fucking amazing to me that we're. Thank you. That we're at 500 downloads in like five, six episodes. I didn't think anybody was gonna listen to it. But apparently we have people. So thank other people from Peru, from Germany, from Bolivia, from the UK, from Austria, from UK, from Iran. We have people in the Middle East listening to us. So it's pe- nuts. people nice. from Austria and Germany, I apologize for my mispronunciations of stuff here. Oh, dude, we're going to mispronounce a lot more. So you guys better get used to it. Yeah. Like I said, we are not pros. We're just bullshitting our yeah. way through these yeah. all, all these episodes. But I mentioned it in the last episode, and I'm going to mention it again. We have shirts available that we are not selling. We are just giving them away. Free. Just free shirts. shirts. So just free shirts. We're, we're giving them a few at a time. We're just giving 15 away at a time. And you can find more info on our Instagram at Weird History and Eerie Tales Pod. You could, look, you could go there and find up all the info. But just in case you don't have Instagram, you're not going to be able to get a shirt. But all you got to is just all, there's just a few simple steps all you got to do. All you got to do is just subscribe. Rate, subscribe, and review to us on iTunes. Screenshot that. Follow us on Instagram or on iTunes. Screenshot that. Send that screenshot over to our email at the Weird History and eRetails at Gmail. Send us those two pictures mm-hmm. with your shirt size. And we're going to choose 15. We already gave away. We already chose four people. We already gave away four shirts. Woo. So we are actually giving these shirts away. And we are, we don't have that many shirts. And we're not going to sell these shirts. These shirts are not. These shirts are just going to go away. It's free. But they're free, and that's all True. you got to do. True. So, so, again, you can find more info on it on our Instagram at the Weird History E-Retails Pod. Get them while they're hot because this is the first print of these shirts. It's probably going to be the only pr- – maybe one more print, <laughs> but we're not selling them at all. Yeah, the only way you can no. get it is just by sending us that email and hoping we give it to you. Yeah. Just do it. You're it's on your phone free. every day. Free. And uh, like I said again earlier in the episode, we do apologize for the, the, the different echo – he sound that we have in here. The room's still, still getting adjusted. It's still stuff. a little empty, so there's a little yeah, echo yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. We're still getting used to formatting the sound and Re- stuff. And if you guys me- are interested in checking out how the room actually looks, because it looks sick as fuck, I swear. I'm going to actually do a time lapse of how the room looked like beforehand, and then the uh, a quick after. video of how it looks like after. And where are you going to find that video at? I mean, hopefully I could... Shorten it down in 15 seconds and put it up on Instagram. <laughs> oh, no, wait, no, it's, 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 a, minute it's a minute. It's a minute. Hey, I can make it happen. All right. Yeah, so you guys can look it up on Instagram again at The Weird History and Eerie Tales Pod. And again, guys, thank you so much and tune in for our next episode. Yay. Hi,